You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. All right, everybody, we're back from that quick break. Uh, and Nick, with Sean Payton's press conference out of the way, he's going to be start filling his staff here soon. Uh, I know last podcast we talked a little bit about uh, Ajiro Evero. Um, obviously, he's off to the Panthers now. He was let out of his contract, so the Broncos have to f- hire a defensive coordinator. Um, it looked like it was going to maybe be Brian Flores there for a minute. He ends up getting the job in Minnesota as their defense coordinator. That leaves Sean Desai, who's the Seahawks defensive uh, assistant, I believe also associate head coach, was the Bears defensive coordinator in 2021, um, You know, worked alongside Vic Fangio for a long time in Chicago. That's kind of where he, he kind of got his footing in the league uh, and, and is now recommended by Vic Fangio, I believe, for this job. Uh, what do you make of him, and is there any other candidates out there that you could see maybe getting interviewed for this defensive coordinator spot for the Broncos? Well, Sean Desai, uh, right off the bat, don't really know too much uh, about him. Have to do with some more research on him. But here's what I, I'll, I'll tell you about him. Just the mere fact that you say that, okay, he coached in Chicago at one point, came highly recommended by Vic Fangio. That tells you right there what, I guess, Sean Payton or Vic Fangio thinks of Sean Desai. And just think about what this defense has had to endure over the past couple of years. You go from Vic Fangio to Juro Evero, then you, everything is up in the air. And the biggest thing about the NFL is familiarity, whether it's a coach and GM or whether it is coach and player and the scheme within itself. So when you've had, you know, uh, a guy like Juro Evero who spent time around Vic Fangio, so he was able to duplicate some of the same nuances that uh, Vic was employing. Now you want to make sure that you stay on that same train and you kind of make sure the basic building blocks are still there. So to bring in someone who has a defense, somewhat a philosophy similar to Vic Fangio, to me, that that's smart, right? That's a smart thing to do because I can tell you this, having to learn three different offensive schemes or defensive schemes in three consecutive years, I don't care how many years you are as a professional in this league, it is going to be tough. It's a lot of learning curves. And then defensively, now someone brings in a new system, George. Now, I don't know where I really fit now. What, what do I fit in the run game? I know you told me I'm supposed to be here, but the guys who are on the D-line, DJ Jones, Draymond Jones, they're trying to figure it out too as well. So that means that learning curve for the players, it's going to be a really steep one. But if the side is the name, the D.C., it makes things a lot easier for the guys because when you have been in the system for multiple years and we see it around the league, guys become more comfortable offensively and defensively. So it, 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 it behooves 
uh, the Broncos uh, brass to go out and get someone who's going to bring in a similar system. The wording is going to be a little different, but you know the system is going to be similar so these guys can go back, go out, pin their ends back, and be aggressive defensively. Yeah, I mean, Desai obviously sounds like he's the front runner, Nick. Um, I'd be shocked. Well, I wouldn't. I, would, I don't know if I would be shocked, but it would. I would be a little bit surprised if he ends up not being the choice. But is there anybody else out there, Nick, that you think? could be a candidate, anybody that you would advocate for. I know uh, you mentioned, I think it was Chris Richard the other day. Yeah. Um, you know, I know he's available. I wonder if he could be the, you know, DB's coach in some capacity, but is there anybody else out there that you're like, Hey, they need to go after that guy. Okay. Well, let's start with Chris Richard. Uh, I mean, he was a D coordinator with the saints for a couple of years. Uh, obviously he was relieved of his duty, but he is uh, quite familiar with Sean Payton and vice versa. So, I can see him, if not being a defensive coordinator candidate, but maybe being a a secondary coach. I spent some time around him when he was coaching in Seattle with the Legion of Boom, and he always had those guys on point. And he is another detail-oriented coach. And to get your back end of, you know, detail, I guess, resolved as far as getting everyone on the same page, Chris Osage would definitely do a great job. But here's another guy, uh, Steve Wilkes. He's still out of work. Uh, right now, he was uh, he wasn't hired as a head coach for the Carolina Panthers. He's uh, been a defensive coordinator in this league for several years, and over time, his defensive units have performed well. Probably finishing maybe in the top ten, may not all in the top five, but uh, he, he's a guy that's really smart. He knows his game really well, and I think that his personality would mesh well with that of Sean Payton. But we just have to see uh, how things work out in the end. Yeah, I, I think it'll be interesting to see if they interview anybody else. Um, I, I would assume they probably will, um, just because Sean Payton seems like somebody that's going to do his due diligence. But it does seem like things are kind of moving quickly on that side. I also wanted to ask you, Nick, because I think we we didn't get to really talk about it much last time because it just happened um, recently. How how sad are you to maybe see Everell go? Obviously, we, we kind of talked about it, Nick. It was always going to be tough to, I think, keep him just because – uh, it seemed like he wanted a fresh start. That's ended up, you know, what he got uh, going to the Panthers. And, and you know, he didn't end up landing head coaching job. Seems like he's still on the path to get a head coaching job here soon, maybe the next couple of years. Um, but uh, how disappointed were you to see him see him go? Yeah, I was really uh, disappointed to, to watch him uh, walk out of the door. I thought he did an exceptional job in his, his first year as a D.C. and and. Keeping this in mind, how, how difficult that transition is. You go from being like a DB coach to now being the man that is supposed to put all the schemes together against some of these top teams in his league and Kansas City being one. They're going to be in the Super Bowl here on Sunday. So I thought he did one heck of a job in his first year. And to watch him leave and go somewhere else, that, that's always difficult. And he was one of those guys I look forward to talking to every day uh, at practice. But these are the things that happen when you do well, uh, you are highly coveted and there's going to be somewhat of a transition. Now the Carolina Panthers, I, I did not even really see them in a mix uh, to be totally honest, George. I thought he was going to join Kevin O'Donnell who he coached with in uh, Los Angeles and join Minnesota. So when I heard the news that he was going to Carolina Panthers, I was happy. They have a very talented defense and I'm sure he's going to get those guys up to speed really quickly but uh, that was a team I did not see uh, him actually joining. But my fingers were crossed. I was knocking on wood, had a four-leaf clover in my back pocket, hoping that he would stay and they would be able to work things out. But this is NFL. 
and things don't typically work out that way. But uh, all in all, man, I'm happy for him and his family. You you leave one job and you have another job. You know that that's what you hope that happens because being unemployed is not a good thing. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm really happy for him because I, I do think that, you know, he wanted a fresh start. And and again, like I've said before, he was best friends with Nathaniel Hackett. And, and I think that obviously he didn't like the way things went. Um, and, and he was a part of that too, right? He was part of this coaching staff and, and all that. But I think that he was looking for something to to go do that was uh, not staying in Denver. And and I think Sean Payton wanted him to stay, but he also respected where, where Ijero was coming from. Um, and so... Like you said, though, I, I was kind of surprised it was Carolina. I always thought it was going to just be the Vikings because it made a lot of sense. There was a lot of speculation there for, for a few weeks now. Um, but uh, I think Frank Reich's going to do a really good job there. That's a young team. Uh, they're probably going to go out and get a young quarterback in the draft. Um, so they're going to be kind of an exciting team to watch. And, and again, I think he's going to have you know more opportunities next year to possibly be a head coach. So uh, good for him. And, and again, I think the Broncos will be just fine. They'll figure it out. Sean Payton is a smart coach. He'll go out and get a d- good defensive coordinator. Nick, on the offensive side of the ball, we haven't heard much about who he might hire as, as his offensive coordinator. Obviously, it's not as important because he's the one Sean's calling the plays, right? He called him for 15 years in New Orleans. So the offensive coordinator position maybe isn't as important as it was previously, but um, you know he still has got to fill out that, that coaching staff. Obviously, uh, Joe Lombardi, who was the Chargers offensive coordinator this last year, was the quarterback's coach for the Saints for a long time. Makes a lot of sense. He's on the market, uh, right? He was let go by the Chargers. So uh, he would make sense there. You know, I think there's probably other some some young names out there that you could, you know, elevate from a quarterback's role or wide receiver's role or whatever uh, to be your offensive coordinator. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I haven't really heard a ton of names out there, Nick. Uh, you know, Daryl Bevel, maybe. Uh, Brian Schottenheimer was hired as the Cowboys offensive coordinator, so he's off the table. Um, you know, is there any names out there that, have, have, you know, surprised you about, Hey, maybe that guy could be the offense coordinator. No, not really, but it's interesting. You mentioned Joe Lombardi. I, I think that would be a great hire because once again, let's remember what this game is about. It's about uh, familiarity and coaching your coaches. But when you have guys who've been around you, they, they know your language. They know how you prepare as a coach and your expectations of the players. You need to surround yourself with more of those guys because now you can spend your time as a, a play calling head coach delegating instead of, you know, having your hand in so many of uh, things where you cannot call timely timeouts or the game management issues. And here's the other thing uh, you just said, I mean, Lombardi's coming over from the chargers. The chargers have good, good players, good talent on the offensive side of the ball. And they have Justin Herbert who can tell your defensive coordinator more about the intricacies and the weaknesses of the individual players better than Joe Lombardi because he's been there. And once again, we're talking about how can the Broncos get to the playoffs, win the playoff game, and ultimately position themselves for a a push for a Super Bowl. It's winning and beating the teams within your conference and in your division, more importantly. So if you have someone who's your inside man to give you that information, 
that works well for the team. Now, one of the other bigger questions as far as positions were concerned was who was going to be the offensive line coach? Obviously, we talked about it. You know, we wave a banner for Latavius Murray, but we also were waving a banner for Mike Munchak. It doesn't seem like Mike Munchak is going to be that guy. I think it's a guy by the name of Zach Stiriff, who once, uh, once upon a time was a player for uh, the New Orleans Saints. I hear that that is the person who Sean Payton is looking to come in and lead his offensive line. So Sean Payton is no fool. He's been in this game a long time, and he's going to surround himself with some uh, coaches who have the same mindset that he has. But once again, we go back to this. How would the players and how quickly can they adjust to the new culture that's going to be established under this coaching staff? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it is going to be Zach Steriff. I think that was reported yesterday, Nick, actually in the middle of Sean Payton's press conference. Um, but And he's a guy that, like you said, he played, I think, 11 or 12 years for the Saints, was an all-pro uh, spent the last year, the last two years as the assistant offensive line coach in New Orleans. So obviously somebody he's familiar with. If I were a betting man, Nick, I would bet Joe Lombardi's on the staff in some capacity, whether that's as the offensive coordinator or, you know, some other position title, uh, quarterbacks coach easily could, could be his role. We'll see. Um, but I think he'll be on this, but it, it's going to be interesting to see. I do think that the staff will be, you know, hired here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, could take some time, obviously, you know, maybe there's some people on the Super Bowl staffs um, that that maybe Sean Payton wants to go after, maybe a young coach that, you know, gets a position job. We'll see. Um, but, Nick, that brings me to the last couple things we got to talk about before we get out of here. No episode on Thursday. Uh, so let me – because you're going to the Super Bowl, right? You're going down there. I don't know if you're going to the game, but you're going down there for the festivities this week. So hit me with your prediction for the Super Bowl this week. Wow, I love the, the fact that you say the festivities, and I'll call them just that. Um, no, I'm not staying for the game I never do, but uh, I am going to choose uh, Fly Eagles Fly. I just think that uh, uh, based on what they've done defensively, but more importantly, ball control offense, not turning the ball over, but showing as though they can use and deploy multiple guys in the run game to really keep the defense off balance. Uh, as long as you kind of find out where Chris Jones at, is located because they move him around in Kansas City and you're able to neutralize him, Jalen Hurts should be should have a great day throwing the ball down the field. So I'm going fly, Eagles fly. I also like the Eagles. Uh, so does Sean Payton. I thought that was also an awesome quote uh, yesterday about uh, we don't ever cheer for anybody in the division to win anything. Right. Um, uh, I thought that was a mentality that this organization has lacked maybe the last few years, uh, speaking too kindly of the Chiefs. But uh, I, I also just like the Eagles in this game, Nick. I think that they've been the best football team all year in the NFL. Uh, I think they've only lost one game with Jalen Hurts at quarterback. I'm sure he's feeling a little bit more healthy. Um, you know, I like that they're able to run the football. Uh, they're able to do some different things. I like their offensive line. Uh, I think that they can, they can, you know, take the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands, and the more you can do that, uh, the better chance you have against them. And then you talk about some of the guys that are out for the Chiefs offensively. Uh, I just think it might be tough for them to overcome. And again, never count out Patrick Mahomes. I think it's going to be a great game. I think it's going to come down to the end. Uh, but I do like the Eagles at the end of the day because I think they'll be able to uh, control the pace of the game um, and keep it out of Mahomes' hands. But uh, Nick, last note before we get out of here, kind of a bittersweet note for me. This is my last episode of Touchdown Denver. Uh, it's been a blast. I've accepted a job elsewhere. Uh, I won't be covering the Broncos anymore. It's It's going to be public here relatively soon i'll put it out there but uh this is my last episode here my last day actually at the gazette 
uh, is this Friday. So um, this is me kind of signing off, but it's been a pleasure, Nick. Uh, I've had a blast on this podcast. I know you guys are uh, going to have somebody, you know, fill in and probably be a lot better than me. Uh, so I, I'm sure you're looking forward to that, Nick. You won't have any more, you know, George just patting himself on the back uh, uh, talk. But uh, it's been it's been a pleasure for sure being on here. The pleasure has been uh, all mine. Yeah, man, it is a uh, bittersweet to know that that you are signing off. But uh, as I would say to you, uh, as I would say to anyone, I mean, it's an uh, upward uh, movement. Everyone is trying to do that. And I wish you uh, the best wherever it is that uh, you're going. I know you are do uh, one hell of a job. You've done that for the Denver Gazette. You've also done that here on the uh, Touchdown Denver podcast. So I wish you nothing but uh, great tidings and blessings as you uh, move forward. And just always remember this, George, if you don't toot your own horn, right, and validate yourself, no one else will. So continue to do that, my friend. And uh, I can't wait to see what you do next. Yeah, I will always toot my own horn. You don't have to worry about that, Nick. Uh, <laughs> uh, there it is. I laid it up for you, right? I yeah. laid it up for you. I know. Uh, like Dwayne Wade and LeBron James here uh, throwing yeah. lobs to each other. But, uh, but yeah, I'm super excited for the next opportunity. I'll put that out you know, sometime in the next few weeks where I'm headed. But uh, it's been a blast. I've enjoyed every minute of it. Um, you know, I, I can now root for the Broncos, I guess, from a distance. I, you know, I think that this fan base deserves some success and I think that they might finally get it here with Sean Payton, the direction he has it, but, uh, that's it for me on touchdown Denver. Make sure you guys continue to like subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you keep listening to Nick Ferguson and whoever the next, uh, co-host is. I'm again, I'm sure they will be a lot better, uh, than I've been the last few months, but, uh, that's it for us. And, uh, we will see you guys next week.